economist Benjamin Grimm once said, the investor's chief problem and even his worst enemy is likely to be himself. This quote captures perfectly that tendency for investors to act irrationally and in ways that are contrary to their own interests. Over the past few decades, an entire academic discipline has sprung up on this topic, behavioral finance, which is the study of the influence of psychology on investor behavior. While we investors would like to think we always carefully weigh our options and sensibly choose the ones that offer the most benefit, the fact that, that we often don't, it turns out that real people aren't even really good at identifying options, let alone choosing the right one. We tend to misinterpret information and miscalculate simple statistical probabilities, and we react to events in emotional and often counterproductive ways. How's my financial health, Doc? Welcome to the Financial Literacy Podcast for Healthcare Professionals, where financial security and wealth topics are not a taboo. Welcome back, everybody, to the How Is My Financial Health Doc podcast, and I am your host, Vu Ketran. Today, we're going to talk more about behavioral finance and talk about another behavior that makes the investor their worst enemy. I have a good friend with me today and his name is Chris Rugel. Chris is a financial advisor and a portfolio manager and he is an expert at behavioral finance because he sees all the mistakes that his clients make every single day. So I welcome Chris again back on the show to continue our conversation about behavioral finance. Today, we're going to talk about a different bias that I see very commonly among my colleagues as well. And that is checking your portfolio way too often. One that you mentioned uh, before we did this podcast, checking your portfolio too often. My wife does that all the time. So I would buy, I would buy a certain stock or I would buy a certain ETF. And five minutes later, he says, boo, I've lost money already. I'm like, you're not <laughs> supposed to look at it. <laughs> That's not the idea. The idea is to buy and hold for, I don't know, X amount of time. And she always comes to me the moment we buy. So I already lost 50 cents. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> so that's something you see often. Oh, too often. And I mean, I can't blame clients for doing it. This is their money. And I'm always mindful of that. This isn't my money. I am simply someone who is helping them. And so I always have to respect the fact that this is their money. So if somebody wants to see the portfolio every day, that's their right. I don't think it's a particularly good idea to do so um, because you're going to drive yourself crazy checking your portfolio. You can check it every minute, every hour, every day. If you have a good plan, whether you've developed it yourself or you have a good advisor, stick to it, right? Until it's not time to stick to it, unless the paradigm changes. Like for example, in March of 2020, you know, market markets move up and down minute by minute, day by day. There's many different factors that, you know, push prices up or down. But if you have good investments, very likely these will bear out positively in the long term. Uh, if I buy Royal Bank stock today, where is it trading? Uh, when I When I took my notes down, I think it was $116, whatever it is today. And tomorrow it's $110. 
how does looking at it help me unless I plan on selling? Correct. Correct. And I think people don't, don't understand that this is a unrealized gain or unrealized loss. You actually haven't lost or you actually haven't gained anything until you sell it. Right. In our industry, we call it crystallizing. So crystallizing gains or losses is when you actually execute the sell that exits you from that position. Um, So if the bank is worth $160 per share today, and it's paying you that, I don't know, what is it? 4% dividend um, every year for 10 years. And then in 10 years, you sell it at $200. What was the benefit of you looking at it every day when it goes up to 117, down to 112, up to 115, down to 110, up to 120? You're just going to create anxiety in your life. Now, that's different from being completely irresponsible and not watching and supervising your money properly. That's totally different. And I don't agree with that. Uh, because that's how people can get into trouble. That's where dishonest advisors can take advantage of you. But other than distracting you from what you should be paying attention uh, to, it doesn't actually help you to track it so, to micromanage your portfolio like that. And so what clients should be paying attention to are the capabilities of their advisor, uh, if they have one, whether the portfolio is sensible, whether it's prudent, whether it's effective, reevaluated on a regular basis, let's say yearly, Uh, Are you beating the index? Are you receiving income? And is it growing at that reasonable rate overall? So that evaluation is important, but obsessing on it daily, I don't think that's helpful. Right. Well, it's, it's not only not helpful, it could be detrimental if we actually act on it. So if we see RBC at 116 and tomorrow we see it at 110 and I decide to sell, uh, then I've made, I've crystallized my loss for no good reason. Right. Because the day after it goes back to 120, and then, and now you've just you've just hit yourself. Uh, and why did I sell at 110 when today is 120? So looking at it every day is not is not a good solution. But also, I think what what we need to remember is that bef- even before we invest, and even before we decide to buy RBC, for example, we need to know what the strategy is and follow the strategy. That's right. the plan, right? right? Develop a good plan and stick to it. There is a difference, and I think people should be aware of this. There's a difference between trading and investing. Yes. They, they involve many of the similar functions of the financial industry, but they're not the same. Trading is very short-term in nature. It's not looking at fundamentals and long-term growth and all that. It really is, I want to buy today at $10, and if it hits $12, I'm out. Yeah, that's trading. Investing is looking at a particular investment and saying, is this a good long term holding? Will it give me what I need in the short term and in the long term? Will it fund my retirement? Those are the things that investing is about. So getting into going back to previous topics, getting into a GameStop trade, uh, you know, investment, that's not investing, that's trading. And if you want to try your hand at it, By all means, it's your money. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to hurt yourself. Investing usually, usually is what good advisors do for you, right? That's why a lot of good advisors will put you into a high quality portfolio, dividend paying stocks, some good bonds, long term, it averages out X amount, and you meet your goals. That's what good long term investing is. That's what regulators love to see. Good, prudent investing. So it's not um, sexy. It's not sex. We will have more episodes discussing 
behavioral finance in future episodes. So please stay tuned. How is my financial health doc podcast is hosted by Dr. Vukit Tran. Dr. Tran is a physician with a special interest in personal financial security and wealth education. Dr. Tran does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through this financial podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Please confer with your advisor, lawyer, or accountant for specific advice.